Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian, where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. So this is after he had killed the Egyptian. And um, he was trying to break up a fight between the two Israelites. And they said, you know, who's made you judge and ruler? You're going to kill us like you did the Egyptian. So Moses left and went to Midian, had two sons. Obviously, he had no intents of ever coming back. You ever failed at something so much you have no intent of ever coming back? Uh, you just run. You just quit. You give up. You got no intent of ever coming back. Yes? You have two sons. That says it all right there. You've been there a long time. In fact, he was there 40 years. He was 40 when he left uh, Egypt, and he's 40 years later. He failed so bad, he never returned back. I had no intent of returning back. In fact, when the Lord called him, he said, send somebody else. He says, I am, I'm not a good speaker. I can't do this. But verse 22, I believe right above this, says that he was trained in all the education of Egypt. In power, in strength, in word. So he was well educated. But after that defeat, he wasn't educated no more. He couldn't talk. So he failed so much. And, and sometimes I realize that, and we even say this, that, you know, that we can learn from our failures. I, I think after this morning, I don't believe that. I, I understand that you could say, okay, okay, let me not do that again. That didn't work. Did it not work or was the timing off? We, we always look at failures as wisdom. Failure is not wisdom. Failure is failure. In fact, you might try it the same way. Next time, it might work. But, you know, th- theologically, in, in the world, we say that we learn from our failures as if though failure is a good thing. I think we learn too much from failures. I think we learn what class of people we are. I think failures teach us way more than they should teach us. They teach us that we're no good at it. They teach us to give up. They teach us to quit. So, this afternoon, I want us to look at the, at the two evils of a particular word, and the particular word is classified. There's two evils to classify. Now, first thing when you think about classified, you think about something hidden or secret. A secret document or something that's classified that's that's above your pay scale that's above you so you're not qualified so secret but the other meaning of classified which is really the main meaning if you if you look the word up and that means as a group of people as in classes or to classify who you are and, and what you are and there's two evils of that, and I want to look at that this afternoon with those two evils. Right. That brings us to another evil of, of classified, and, and that's the word uh, which means in secret. So Moses was an Israelite in secret. 
see, you can't be upper class in secret. Acting like the Jews. You're trying to switch classifications. So, so we're looking at one aspect of Moses trying to become lower class. He wanted to be the judge of the lower class people. And he failed at it. And he gone. Sometimes we fail and we go and we settle. We don't ever try that again. Your pride says, don't ever make me look that stupid ever again. Do not try to dance. Don't try to preach. Don't, don't try to be a Christian no more. You know, don't, don't try to be a churchgoer anymore. Don't try to be this anymore. Don't try opening your own business anymore. Because you suck at it and you make me look bad. That's your pride talking. So the dilemma is even when God is calling us and he's saying that's not who you are. So you can't see that. Moses' failure. A, he was trying to lead low class people to a high class place. And they could never come out of their low class mentality. It doesn't matter what Egypt did to them. What Egypt did to them wasn't as bad as what they was doing to themselves. They left Egypt and they couldn't change. In fact, when things got a little rough, they wanted to go back to Egypt. Go back to their low class standards. They just said at least when we was low class, we had cucumbers to eat. So you're going to go back to your low-class life and your low-class food. Mm. So that's the first problem, is these low-class people didn't want to change. That's why they all died in the desert. The next problem is Moses wanted to lead them as a high-class person. See, he wanted to lead them as an Egyptian would lead. That's all he knows. He grew up, he's 40 years old. His mind works Egyptian. He's used to getting his way. He's used to that position. So his mindset is Egyptian. And that's one of the reasons why he failed in the beginning because he handled the situation as an Egyptian. But that's also the reason why he never entered into the promised land because he still was an Egyptian. In fact, the reason that he didn't enter the promised land is because he acted like the Egyptians. So the ones that went into the promised land, even though they kind of returned back to their, their low-class way of, of, of mindset, at least they had been out there. None of them knew anything about Egypt. So there was a little bit more liberty for them to change it just a little bit. But you still got this Egyptian mind. That's the way you think. Uh, see, some of you, you think, but you think just like your mama, you think like your daddy, you think like your grandparents. You think like your neighbors, you think like a, you think like a Trinidadian, you think about your, your... Somebody taught you how to think. 
could have been your teacher, but somebody taught you how to think. And you're never going to change until somebody teaches you how to think different. Doesn't matter what you want in your heart. Only when you find that new you do you change. Because it's still the old you. And the old you is classified. So Moses is torn between high class and low class. So he says, nah, I'm, I'm a low class person, but he's struggling to deal with these low class people. Because he's not dealing with Israel through the calling of God. He's dealing with Israel through the mind of an Egyptian. That's why he struggled so much. So much he didn't even want to go back. He says, send somebody else. I'm uneducated. But he wasn't uneducated. But that's what failure does to you. Failure makes you deny who you are. Failure makes you deny your, your destiny, your purpose. And you use that failure as a wisdom. Me? I ain't never trying that again. I ain't ever going to do that again. So you settle. And settled people are the hardest people to get to move. And if you do get them to move, they're going to be thinking about where they came from. Not about where we're going. We're going, church. Where are we going? Where are we going? Because low-class low people are always used to low-class ways. No. You, you're still living as a beggar. You still, you still got to have a loan for this. You got to have a loan for that. You got to have a loan to go to church. Something wrong. Heathens are prospering. You can't even prosper with God. <laughs> Jesus says, according to your faith. But that's when we play with our doctrine and we say, we say, no, we will be persecuted because we're Christians. And because we're Christians, we won't prosper. Uh, and this world ain't my home, so I don't, I don't want nothing. You're lying. You're settling. You're settling. Some of you in here, you're already settled. You settled for less. Huh? God wants to bless your life and, and bring more action into your life. And No, you're settled. Huh? And the worst thing is you twist the theology. You twist Christ. You twist the Bible. You twist Christianity to agree with your brokenness. Your life is hard. And you change the gospel to say life is hard as a Christian. Hmm? That's what we do. Why? So we can settle for less. Moses says, hmm, I won't be no Egyptian. I won't be like them Israelites. They rejected me all the time anyways. I won't just go to Midian, start my own family, and just settle down and forget 
I'm going to forget what my DNA says. I'm, I'm going to forget what my education said. But even out there in Midian, he's still acting like an Egyptian because he was raised by Egyptians. They ain't no different. Huh. He's just a low-class Egyptian. Saying he ain't got no education. He lying. But guess what? A high class education is not going to do a low class person any good. Any more than a good job is going to do a low class person any good. You give a low-class person a new car that they're going to drive to low-class places. <laughs> they still going to hang out with low-class people. And them low-class people going to be jealous of you. And they're going to make you stumble and fall until you ain't got no car no more. <laughs> See, when you're called by God, you, you know there's something in you. you. You're not like everybody else. You're not, you're not like the low class. You're not like the high class. And you're certainly not going to settle for middle class. But you got to get out of that classification. And you can't get out of that classification until you define what class you are. And the class you are is Christian. The two evils of classified. Huh? One is you're still trying to find your classification and you want this classification. You want to be the Egyptian. God wants you to be the leader of the family of God. But the Israelites, they still want to be slaves in low class. And some of us, we live in the secret Christians. We low class Christians. Wishing to be high-class Christians. But we don't want to be classified as a child of God. Hmm? We want to boast in our roots. Just, just let the thought sink in. You want to boast in your roots. Huh? You want to boast in your roots. Huh? You want to boast in your roots. Huh? See, you can't get out of that classification. When I was a little boy, all I kept hearing, the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Who said that? Jesus never said that. What Bible are you quoting? The poor gets poorer and the rich get richer. Huh? But you accept that. You settle for that. You settle for your classification. You settle for your brokenness. You settle for your nine to five job. You settle just to live week by week. You settle for that. 
You settle for wondering if they going to close your bank account because you ain't got enough money in it. You got a bank account like a high-class person. But they're closing it because you ain't got no money in it. You just settle for that. Now, every now and then, you know, you, you get a little upset. You, you don't like the life that you're, you don't like your low-class life. You make some noise about it, but you just make noise as a low-class person. Even your noise is low-class. You don't even have no high-class back in the hell about you. Huh? You're like Colleen, no matter, no matter how much she tries, when she gets upset, the Jamaican comes out. <laughs> Where's she at? Where's she at today? Uh, and when she gets free in preaching, that Jamaican comes out. I don't know where it was hiding, but it comes out. <laughs> After all her training... I don't know this Jamaican. Where did that come from? Because that's where we feel free at. So some of us feel free being broke. Think about it. Think about it. Huh? It's easy to say that's not true, but think about it. Aren't you the happiest in familiar places? Yes. Huh? When people break out of prison, why do they always get caught? They always go back home. They always go back. They go back home. They go back to their old friends. The police know where you live. They know who your friends are. We like familiar places. So, doesn't it stand a reason that there might be something in you that likes being broke? Hmm? Because in your low-class place, you can always talk about the upper-class people. Hmm? Yes? In other words, how could you be a politician if you always talk about politicians? When you get in that position, you ain't going to be happy. There's this thing that's familiar with us, and we have this thing where we gravitate to it because we feel the freest at that place. Huh? Yes, a Trinidadian migrates, and what do they live for? To come back to Trinidad and show everybody that they are now a high-class Trinidadian. Come back and build a house. It's not about a new life. Do you know, most Trinidadians would go, they'd go to England and New York. They don't go to get a new life. They go to live a better Trinidadian. They, they don't go to change. The intent is to make money, come back, and... Just to be a better Israelite. Just to be a better Israelite. 
so we, we, we have these mentalities. The doors of opportunities are always around us, but we don't go through those doors of opportunities because we don't want to change. And change is what makes it real. Hmm? We say we won't. Better jobs. We say we want, we want more money. We say we want a better house. We say we want these things. But we only want it as the class people that we are. We don't want to change. We don't want to, we don't want to become. And I'm not talking about just being an upper class person. I'm talking about in, in, our, in our walk with God, we don't want to identify as a child of God. So like Moses, we're torn between lower class and upper class, and so he goes out and invents middle class. <laughs> Middling. Uh, so he invented middle class. But God is calling you to something more. And it's not God that, it's not God is keeping us in our failures. It's not God that's keeping us in our classes. Paul says we must associate with all class of people. It's not God that keeps us in classes. We keep ourselves there. See, that's, that's, that's the problem you, you're struggling with. The prison you got to break out of, the poverty you got to break out of, the class you got to break out of is your own class. Of seeing yourself as someone not deserving, but as someone that is called to a higher class. That God has called you to a higher class of living. A living that's not high class by, it's not like an Egyptian, but it's a living that's in Him. It's a rich life where it's prosperous. Hmm? Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But your life looks a little more like hell. Huh? In fact, if the phone rings, you don't expect nothing good. You expect Satan himself to be on the other side talking. Or at least one of his representatives. God has called you to so much more, but we just twist the gospel to validate our failures. We twist the gospel to validate our failures. Hmm? Hmm? Oh yes, you hear the scriptures, but you hear the scriptures that validate your failures. You hear the scriptures that validate, you know, your, your, your poor life. You hear the scriptures that validate your unmarriedness. Huh? Let's say you wanted to be married for several years. What scripture you hear? Huh? More of the children of the barren woman. you hear scriptures to validate your brokenness. <laughs> uh, most of you in here ain't got no scriptures to validate prosperity. You got scriptures to validate your brokenness. You got scriptures to validate bad things happen to you. 
We're going to be persecuted. Huh? We're going to be persecuted. I've, over the years, I've known a couple people, probably several people. They ain't got nothing. They broke, broke, broke. They ain't got nothing. And they try to convince me that somebody's jealous of them. I don't know. Maybe it's my Egyptian education, but I can't understand that. <laughs> you broke. And you think people are jealous of you. You get two potatoes, you think somebody's jealous. And you got the scriptures to back it up. You got scriptures to validate your failures. You got scriptures to validate your persecution. We have these scriptures. They matter. We will be persecuted. I'm not saying they're not scriptures, but you're overusing it. Has it ever occurred to you that you're not a nice person and you're quite offensive and everybody gets upset with you? Hmm? Not only the Israelites, but the Egyptians. Uh, Not only the Christians, but the devils too. They all get upset at you. But you find a scripture to validate your bad attitude. The righteous will be persecuted. is not always the Holy Ghost. It's a broke ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And quit trying to tell me that you're broke because you got sin in your life. The heathens got sin in their life. They ain't broke. In some cases, you need to send more if you want more money. (laughs) No, where does that come from? That comes from this mentality that we're looking for a God of comfort rather than the true God. Hmm? The, The God I've always known is not a God of comfort. He comforts me when I am still trying. Not when I give up. When I give up, he says, what are you doing? Get up. Didn't I say I was going to prosper you? Didn't I say I was going to bless you? This is going to be a beautiful day. In fact, in the mornings when I wake up, God says it's going to be an awesome day. I got something. do we dare to believe and some days a day might not turn out so awesome but God said it's awesome do I dare to believe or will I settle for middle class Christianity Hmm? or low class Christianity that's where we just sit on the pew and do nothing with our life low class Christianity We just barely got enough money to come to church. But 
I thank the Lord he gave me enough money to come to church. <laughs> Is it possible we just settle for that? I thank the Lord, and we want to get up and testify. I thank the Lord. Mm. My bill was overdue. They sent me a bunch of letters. But I thank the Lord he finally paid it. <laughs> now, if that's where you are, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Right? I'm not saying God can't do it, but I'm just saying, have you put some broke limitations on you? Hmm? Do we treat God like Santa Claus? Yeah, I realize something about Santa Claus. There's this when I was I was when I was young with my Egyptian mind, and there was rumors that you know that Nicholas might not be real. <laughs> See, we take those things serious in the states, especially out in the country. You know, there's rumors he might not be real. So you know, you get to asking questions, you're inquisitive. And I found it strange that Sandy brought poor gifts to poor people. And the people who was rich, they got rich gifts. I thought, what kind of biasness is this from this old fat man? <laughs> huh? The poor people, they get apples, oranges, you know, stuff like that. Same Santa Claus, but the rich people are getting nice gifts. Like BMWs, all kinds of kinds of things like that. Barbie uh, car in the Barbie. Oh, why am I singing Barbie? Uh, nah, this old Santa, he's biased. There's something wrong with this old Claus. There's too many clauses in Claus. <laughs> So he only brings rich gifts to rich people, but poor people, they get poor gifts. Yeah. Them rich people ain't even got no chimney. <laughs> they got modern heat. Oh, poor people, they want still burning fire, you know, burning wood. We got the authentic chimney. And we're still getting poor gifts. And sometimes your parents will give you a hint. Well, I, I don't know if Sandy's going to be able to bring a lot this year, you know. Uh, what, the rich people again? They're getting all the gifts? <laughs> <laughs> now there's something wrong with Sandy. Because uh -huh. the rumor was if I'm good all year long... By law, you know, I should get a good gift. As good as the rich kids. But no, nah, the rich kids are misbehaving and they still get an expensive gift. I'm poor and I'm getting poor gifts. And I behave in myself. <laughs> so evidently at the North Pole, there's a classification of people up there. There's, there's low class, middle class, and high class. And some no class, but that's... that's yeah. uh, now, where you at? See, we're going somewhere. You got on board, right? Where are we going? So why is it 
God only gives poor gifts to poor people. And nice gifts to rich people. And they're all in the same church. <laughs> on the same teaching. So unless the rich are the sheep and the poor is the goats. Of course, we, as poor people, we change it, don't we? We say... They doing something wicked. That's why they got. That's why they got. They doing something wicked. See, that's the way we comfort ourselves with scripture, but we take it out of content. See, I, I'm getting you to think right now. Let, let's think about this again. Why is Sandy bringing poor gifts to poor people? Huh? Maybe you just don't want to, you know mess up their life and get them excited about having nice things because he knows they're always going to be poor. So they're always going to be... So I can't give you something too nice. I give you something too nice. You might think you better class people. And then you get your feelings hurt. So I got to keep you where you're at. <coughs> Curse you, Satan. I don't know how he got in my nostril, but that's what he deserved. <laughs> uh, think about it. Uh, Sandy bringing poor gifts to poor people. Uh, and you know your mother and father, they live in the house of the Lord. So you know they're ministers. They don't get no paychecks uh. You know what you're getting for Christmas. Uh. Huh? That little rich girl, she's living the life she wants. She, wow, but she's going to get something nice. Hmm? So why is it poor people, when they testify, it's about a potato? And rich people, they testify. I got that million dollar contract. Is that God? Or is that you? Huh? Is that God or is that you? Huh? Is that God or is that you? Because when you say those rich people, you already excluded yourself from blessings. Now we understand that it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of the needle than a rich man to get into heaven. But all it means is they're trusting in their wealth. Let's talk about poor people. They're trusting in their poverty. Rich people think because I got blessings, God loves me. But we twisted the gospel around, so what do we think? We think because we poor and we're going through hard times, God loves me because I'm being persecuted. And I'm, yeah. I'm like Lazarus. I laid at the rich man's gate. So I'm going to just get in because I laid at the rich man's gate. So we adapt 
scripture and we adapt God to comfort our classification that we have classified ourselves as and as people have classified us. Why is it, why is it the poor person is testifying about potatoes and the rich people testifying about million dollar contracts? And yes, some poor person's going to quote me the scripture. You know, the, the wither put in two mites. <laughs> you poor people always got poor scriptures. <laughs> that didn't mean you had to stay poor. Jesus says she's rich because she's able to give all. That's the point. You're able to give all. But the Bible also says those who give more shall be given so you can give some more. Yes, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a thing there about, there's this thing there about that, you know, you don't have to be rich to serve God and riches can get in your way, but it never meant denounce blessings just so you can get into heaven. That's a twisted way of thinking. That's the wrong way of thinking. What it says is no matter what you got, be rich at it. Amen. See, this woman, she put in all she got. She was rich at it. Because in her faith, she believes somehow she's still going to get by this week. Huh? But here's what we think. We think, okay, she gave all she got. She's going to starve this week because God ain't going to help her. And this is what we think. She ain't going to get no more blessings. This is just her life. She's not meant to prosper. She's not meant, yes, have a rich man come along and marry her, all those things. The rest of the story. When you give your all to God, what's the rest of the story? Grab scriptures to validate our failures so we can feel comfortable in our failures. And then we come to church and lie. And we say, God is good. The blessings of the Lord are upon me. Yes, according to your classifications. According to your classifications. According to your classifications, Mary, you ain't supposed to be driving around no new car. You wouldn't look as holy. Huh? You certainly ain't supposed to be dating in your old age, you know. And it wouldn't be right for you to go on a cruise. And a cruise ship, that just wouldn't be right. wanting to keep you in that place? Is it God wanting to keep you in that place? Here it is. You love God. You will testify about a potato. And the person with a five million dollar contract, they don't have the zeal about the testimony. They just say, I want to thank the Lord again. He blessed me again this week with the contract. 
Is that God or is that you? Is that you part of the classes rather than coming out of the classes, coming out of poor class, coming out of low class, coming out of mid class, coming out of no class, and coming, even coming out of high class and being the person that God has called you to be and doing the things that God has called you to do? Yeah. There is a poor spirit that's in this room right there's a, there's a there's a there's a poor low class spirit in this room right now huh and, and I know who you are and I pray that you get delivered from who you are because there's a low class spirit in here that don't like me teaching high class messages to low-class people. They want to say, well, this is just the way life is. It's hard. Uh, they just want to say, well, people don't have because they're not smart like me. They don't invest like me. This is just it. Life is rough. Politicians are bad. Everything's difficult. How did you get in the house of the Lord this morning? Okay, maybe you'll never get a Mercedes, but at least you get a whole bag of potatoes. Has God spoken less on you or have you spoken less on you? Huh? And don't deny somebody else if you want something better yourself. The heart of the child of God, I want better for everybody. The gospel is for everybody. that noise right now you're making that noise right now because you know it's true something is telling you to settle for less That widow was able to put in her two mites and that's all she had. You know why? Because she loved the Lord first. But you know why? Because she's been there before. And she wasn't going to let her brokenness keep her from doing and giving to God. 
Hello. Take your hands off your wallet. I don't want your money. We don't take up no offering in here. You and your old cheap self. I ain't never took up no offering in Trinidad. If you want to give to the house, there's a place out there to give. That's up to you. I come to give, not take this, says the Lord. But I want to know something about this old Santa Claus. Why does he give poor gifts to poor people? Huh? And he gives rich gifts to rich people. And there's somebody in here. I, the Lord ain't shown me who it is yet, but there's somebody in here. You have told your children before. Hmm? You've told your children before that they're not gonna get much. You're not gonna get much for Christmas because Santa, Santa kind of broke. A lot of you have done it. It's not just one, but there was one. In it. Some of you have done that. And these kids say, okay, okay. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said, Sandy ain't going to bring much this year because, you know, funds are low and, you know, there's, there's people starving in the world. But then I go to school and I see Rich Johnny come out with the... the poor is about to suffer? Is that God or is that you? Huh? Is that you that has placed upon your head and upon your life? Have you classified yourself in such a way that you don't allow great and outstanding things to happen to you? And let's talk about that widow with the two mites that you think is so poor. This woman has fame greater than Beyonce. There's never been a preacher that hadn't talked about her. This woman got fame. Huh? After you see Jesus, you say, I want to meet that widow. Huh? I bet she ain't even a widow no more. You calling her by the wrong name. You calling her by the wrong name. The point was that she loved God so much she gave everything. You don't think God gave her everything back? According to your theology, after this woman put in her two mites and gave everything, according to your theology, God said, Michael, come here. You see that woman? She put in everything she has. Yeah. Let's make sure she's got some potatoes this week, right? That's the way y'all think. That's the way you think. Huh? You want more, 
Lord, but you don't have no class to believe in it. And the class I'm talking about is not high class. The class I'm talking about is God has called you. There's nothing God can't do in your life. All right, if I got to walk through the desert, I walk through the desert, but I know paradise is coming. Christians are sad people. At least Muslim thinks there's 21 versions waiting for them. (laughs) 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 There's only one problem with that that Muslim theology. Where is God going to get all these virgins at? Because I know they didn't get to heaven that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just a a stroke of wisdom. Where are Allah going to get all these virgins? 21 virgins? I bet there ain't three virgins in this whole church. And they're at least not virgins in their minds. Where are Allah going to get all these virgins at? As I thought I need right before I drive the plane into the building. Yes, 21 virgins, 21 virgins. Do you know that many virgins know? I'm sorry. In this day and time, Allah's going to find 21 virgins. I don't know. He's got to stay out of the Christian churches because he ain't going to find all them virgins in the Christian church. I know that for sure. So, back to Santa Claus. (laughs) Now, there's a reason why I'm kind of comparing Santa Claus to God. I'm not saying that one and the same. But there's a reason why I'm comparing it. Because, see, that's the mindset of us. That low-class people and poor-class people should not expect much from the magic man. And we, we take that right into our theology with God. I'm poor. I bet Michael don't even come... I bet Michael, the angel, has never been to your house. It was Mikey. It was one of the lesser angels. <laughs> Michael's a high-class God. He's the high-class angel. You know. He's the archangel, so, you know, he's hanging out with the rich people. Some of us, some of us, you know, some of us in here, we have settled. We've settled for the, our our status in life. We, our status quo. We have settled for that. Some of us, we have desire to be higher class, like you. Yes. You're still low class. You got this desire to be higher class. Yes. What? But you don't believe it. 
You fantasize about it. Uh, you don't ever expect it to come true. Mm. Mm. Living in that big house. You still think you're in a small house. Mm. I see you looking out the window. Mm. You're scared. In that big house by yourself, you're scared. You're always getting up, peeping out the window, looking down the road. You don't like no view. You're looking for bandits. You think the Lord gave you that big house so the bandits could find you? You like the view. Three o'clock in the morning and you like the view. See, fearful people need small houses. Because when they hear a noise, they don't have as many rooms to search. You got a big house, you got to, oh Lord, take it. 45 minutes to go around to look at all these rooms. Truth is, you don't feel like you belong there. Something is telling you you don't belong there. Something is telling you. No. You got this big house. People going to be jealous. You got anything valuable in your house? Very little. You. Listen. If I was abandoned and broke in your house, what I would find in your house, I'd go home and commit suicide because I would make no money. Bad day at work. Bad day at work. Bad day at work. I broke in these burglar bars and did all this hard work, and you ain't got nothing in here? You ain't got nothing in here worth stealing. What they gonna get? A stash of bananas? What they gonna get? Poor minds need small places, you know. You just got less to worry about, you know. Now, but let's get back to Santa Claus. Why? can tell you what you're going to get for Christmas just by knowing your, the financial situation of your parents. You tell me how much money you make yes. and I'm going to tell you what you're going to get for Christmas. <laughs> Is that not true? Yes. But don't we think the same thing about God? Yes. Huh? Yes. Why? Listen, when, when, when poor people stand up in church to testify, 
Do you really expect anything big? Uh, no, it's true. Nah. Arthur was acting up last night, but I praise the Lord. You know, I got up and I got up and prayed, and and I got up and I just praised the Lord for three hours in the house. You know, and Arthur gone. I was feeling fearful last night. I just woke up in this cold sweat. And I got up and I read my Bible for four hours. Oh, I, I feel a little bit better. The sun come up. I got to feeling a little bit better. Listen, I understand we might find ourselves in place. I understand. I'm not making light of your struggle. I'm just saying maybe some of our struggle... Is self-inviting, self-deserving, and not God-expecting. Not God-expecting. Saying he giving poor gifts. (laughs) Who would you get as a little Guyanese girl? A banana? (laughs) Who you get? Where'd you get as a little Guyanese girl? Huh? When you were when you were small, right? When you were small. You finally got a doll. It's an ugly little doll. You remember that doll? It ugly. Forgive your parents. The doll was ugly. Wasn't it? Yes, it, it was, a, it was a dark little doll, but it looked like a blind person had made it. No, no, that, that, that's rich people stuff made in China. No, this is made in Guyana. What? I tell her the truth? You remember that ugly little doll? Uh-huh. When you first saw it, you thought somebody working witchcraft on you. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody giving you a doll as a little girl? You're like, oh, you open it up. <laughs> You know, Guyana, they get leftovers and returned items or anything that fell off the slate. Lord Jesus, I don't want to live in this money no more. Your Christmases was so poor. You didn't even have no mice in your house. (laughs) Am I telling the truth? Huh? You live with who? The mice? Do what? Am I telling you the truth? Your Christmas was so poor. Is that true? Yes, prophet. What did your mama used to tell you about Christmas? Well, she didn't really have much. Um, But we're talking about Sandy, you know. 
the man that has everything. Yes, Prophet what did you, Moses. What did your mama say about Sanya? I didn't really think that she said anything about Santa. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what did she say about, you know, the poverty Santa was going through? Santa is the giver. You know, some Caribbean family, they, they take too much pride. They won't let Santa be Santa. They say, I'm, I'm, I'm Santa, you know. <laughs> they don't get credit to nobody. You know why Caribbean people don't believe in Santa? Costs too much money. <laughs> Can't be letting my child believe there's no Santa Claus. Somebody gonna bring some big gifts. Oh no, ain't no Santa. Because in the South, we had Santa, but Santa broke. And then mama, and then my mother and father, oh, Lord, y'all not going to be talking about my mama and daddy. Then they start fighting. Because my father couldn't understand how come Sandy brought so much stuff. But my mama spent too much money. So, you know, after we opened the gifts, they would fight for about four or five hours. Oh, what? Oh, how were you spending all that money? <laughs> See, I just take poverty out. Huh? That is not God, you know. We apply that to everything. Hmm? As low class people, as poor class, some people don't like that word. Y'all like poor class better than low class. I say low class, somebody gets offended. You like poor class. That's like a badge, you know, or something. Yeah, when I say low class, it's like... It, it's like I, I feel like somebody's getting ready to throw something at me. When I say poor class, oh, okay, okay, we all right now. Uh, where was I going? I said something. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't mean right up to this very moment, you know. There's another thought I had somewhere. I, I lost it. <laughs> but it, it just gets planted in us. And as, as, as you know, as, as poor people, we tell our children not to expect much. Don't expect much out of school. Don't expect much. Huh? See, here's something you got to figure out. Why does your poor parents want you to do so good in school when they know you're going to be poor? Why do poor Caribbean parents push you to do so good in school and they know you're going to be selling doubles out on the corner? At most. Am I telling the truth? No, we're going to beat you if you don't get good grades. Some of you poor kids need to say, Mama, why I need good grades for? I'm going to be poor all my life. <laughs> According to you. How <laughs> you get licks or anything? Might as well be for something you want to say. <laughs> but isn't it true? So you want to get good grades just so you don't embarrass your poor class parents, but your poor class parents don't believe you're really going to do anything in your life. Because we, we pass it on. So... Is it any wonder that when we come into church we have the same mentality? Sure. That there's a low-class God, middle-class God, and a high-class God. 
But is that God or is that us? We all struggle, rich or poor. We all going to struggle. We all going to go through our things in life. But is it possible that our class, we have accepted that class. And so we adapt scripture to fit our present standing in life and classification in life. Hmm? Or what we're used to. Now, I used to people giving me a hard time. I'm used to it. So much so that if people get giving you a hard time, you think something wrong. Because we find ourselves in these places and we don't want to move out of those places. We had rather find scripture and a God that would comfort us in our settled down places. Hmm? Yes. Moses saying, yes, Lord, tell, tell me what my children are going to grow up to be. He none forgot about the call. Let me just. Let me just settle. Let me accept it. Because it's easy. Huh? You know how to be broken happy? Accept brokenness and you'll be happy. Huh? Huh? You know how it's easy to be unmarried? Accept. Accept it. You're not going to get married. You'll be happy. Now you have another option. Go crazy. Or have a lot of surgery or a lot of duck and pope and put and <laughs> or <laughs> trust God. Trust God. Amen. Trust God. Sometimes it's hard for your flesh. It fights with you. Trust God. Trust God. God's got something better. God's got something better. You sitting there looking at an ugly little old doll. You, you remember that doll? You sitting there looking at an ugly little old doll. You know what the Lord was saying? Don't worry, daughter. You're going to be in a prophet's house one day. Dressed in white. <laughs> you looked at an ugly little old doll and you say, Is this my future? <laughs> you know, them toys reflect your future, you know. Oh. Huh? Them toys reflect your future. As a child, you get some ugly little old dog, you get some ugly little old toy, and you say, ah, This is my life. It's going to be like this forever. <laughs> Might as well just eat and be happy. Huh? What? What? Dolly used to talk. I'm curious, what did Dolly say? Huh? He said, you're poor, you're always going to be poor. Say, don't call me ugly, I'm a reflection of you. It was scary. Huh? It was scary. You look voodoo-ish. The prophet, even in the night, it used to go off. <laughs> used to go off? You mean, it start quarreling? No, it used to make sudden, just the noise. What kind of noise? It used to, I can't remember what it used to say. It couldn't even talk. It just make noise. <laughs> Arr, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when it goes, when it goes off in the night, 
Your mama bought that on discount at a voodoo store. <laughs> <laughs> No, as a child that reflects you, that scars your not your past, that scars your future. (laughs) This is I'm I'm a cute little girl. I I just I just seven years old. This is my future. (laughs) So most of my Christmas presents, right? Is it that stuff? Toy or dollies. Yeah. <laughs> my aunties normally used to send barrel. So that's, they usually used to be my um, Christmas gift. Uh-huh. So they came from where? From um, Brooklyn, New York. From, from New York. Yeah. You know what goes in barrel? Rejects. Okay. Profit? Yeah. The things Walmart didn't want, and they gave away to some other place, and they gave it away to some other place. And... But, but that scars your whole future. Tashana, there's something in your Christmas. The Lord ain't showed it, but something with your Christmas as well. Huh? It scars your future. It is, are you all excited about Christmas, you know? <laughs> and, and you know, this is the thing. Those things we think is wisdom because it, it, it implants into us what to expect in life. So even if we get saved, because we haven't been set free of that, we still have this expectation on life. We still have this expectation. You have an expectation in life that people are going to be rough with you. You have an expectation in life that people are going to be rough with you. Was your father rough? Huh? Yes, your father was rough. To other people? Stand up a minute, but he wasn't rough to you, but he's rough to your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, by what good grace did you escape the rod? <laughs> I was too skinny. <laughs> He's too skinny? Yeah. <laughs> so he could beat you now, right? Possibly. <laughs> uh-huh. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. All right. You love him? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is saying that, that even that scarred you. Possibly. You expect people to be rough. Possibly. Possible? You married? No. Too rough? Me? The men. Mm. You been married? No. No. You ever have a long, long, long time boyfriend? Yeah. Was he rough? Sometimes. Sometimes. See, you have this fear. That men gonna be rough. Do you want to get married? I don't know. <laughs> huh? I don't know. You don't know? No. Well, well when do you think you might know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get married? I don't really think about it. You anymore. don't think about it anymore. No. Anymore? Oh, you gave up? Possibly. Uh, possibly. I know you're not lost. You're somewhere. So, so you don't think about it anymore. Huh? Is there a... I, I, just, I just want... This is my Egypt mind. I wonder, is there a woman anywhere 
that's not married that don't think about it. <laughs> what? They must be up there living 21 virgins. Um, so, so you give up on getting married? Possibly. Possibly. It's going to be a nun. You, you, get, you got the white going there. <laughs> See, I'm glad I make you laugh. Huh? I thought about it. <laughs> Been a nun? Yeah. Uh-huh. See, you're going to be a nun? Look Not like you're already a nun. You ain't got no man. Huh? You're already a nun. You ain't got no man. You're a nun. Continue. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't give up. See, you, you, sometimes, they, sometimes there's thoughts in us. There's, we, we've been scarred in life. There's thoughts that men are rough. People are rough. You 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 expect people to be rough. You work. Yes. I, I keep seeing they they rough at work. Mm, not really. Not really. Could they be nicer? Kind of rough. Yeah. Those men, so they kind of. Oh 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 oh! You just offended my gender. <laughs> Anybody hear what she said? Yeah. She said. Well, they're kind of rough. They're men, you know, like, like that explained it right there. You know, they're rough because they're men. <laughs> I forgive you for all the genders. Um, I tease him. You, you expect roughness. And so much so that sometimes it creates a shyness or it makes you kind of pull back and you, 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 you you speak your words carefully, yeah. especially around men. Men, <laughs> see, see. Yes. I gonna break that today. Amen. I gonna break that today. Huh? Listen, even if you run across a rough man, you don't have to respond fearfully. God didn't call you to be fearful of men. Yes. But you're gonna, you're gonna, your eyes is going to open and you're going to start to draw some men around you that's not rough. You sound like you don't want your eyes open. <laughs> what? You like men, don't you? Yeah. Mm, there's a little pause there. You won't trust men. Well, that's too, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no wonder you don't know if you want to get married or not. That's it. Probably men are wrong. Probably. <laughs> make me feel away. Men make you feel away. Yeah. See, I'm talking to the right person. Men make you feel away. Mm. Stop being afraid. From this moment, you're going to stop being afraid of men. Amen. Huh? Listen, any man that gets on rough, he's not a real man. Amen. He's actually a girl. He probably wore his mama's dress when he was small. Because real men don't act up so. Real men are self-controlled. Huh? Whenever, you see, whenever you see a man acting up and quarreling like a woman, he's probably going to wear a dress at some point in his life. <laughs> so you ain't got nothing to worry about. Okay. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> but 
some men going to come around you and, and, and show you that that's not true. But you got to stop being a fearful of men. Look at that. you rolling your eyes. If you was a teenager, I'd spank you. Um, <clears throat> Take your soul, because sick, baby. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm going to say something in a minute. Um, of course, my wife had. Uh, she raised her hand up. I thought, huh? You're not my wife? Uh, she's outside. She needs to pray for me. Listen. You're going to stop being afraid of men. Yes? Yes. And I'm going to pray the Lord brings you a man. Amen. <laughs> yes. Listen, we have experiences. It started with your father. We have experiences and it scars us. It sets our whole future. And it doesn't matter how much you love Jesus. It don't matter how much you put in the collection plate. Yes? It don't matter how much you, you sing in the choir. You are never going to get above your classification until you declassify yourself, until you let God declassify you. And not declassify you with a lesser ranking, but classify you as a child of God. I am saved by Him. So my past don't count against me. My classification doesn't matter anymore. Hmm? I don't even have to know who my mother and father is. That don't, that don't matter no more. It don't matter no more because now I'm in Jesus. And in Jesus, I can expect anything. He is a good God that gives good. Not based upon my classification. Not based upon if I was poor class, middle class, high class. You need to get out more. Huh? You live around here? Erica. Is that around here? That's around here. Yeah. You've been to the new mall in Trin City? Yes. Uh, yes. You like it there? Yeah. You need to get out more. You need to stop being afraid. Afraid of male policemen, afraid of male anything. Do you hear me? Yes. Is not the life God has for you. And listen, you can be as saved as you saved can be. You can be so saved. You can be so saved, you know. You can, you can just be saved, 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 saved. But until you let him get you out of that classification where you at, get you out of that, your life don't change. That's true. Huh? Yes. Because you pray. Yes, you pray. I see you praying. You, you pray. Huh? You pray for life to be easier. Do you make that prayers? Yes. You pray for life to be easier. Why is life so hard? Life is not as hard as you think. It's just the way you perceive it. Hmm? But it's going to get so much better because you're going to start to perceive it different. Huh? And you're going you're gonna to feel my spirit with you. When you get around these rough men, you're going to hear a voice saying, Who are you afraid of? Because you ain't going to be a nun forever, you know. Amen. You receive that? All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Niasha, you have the greatest gift coming. Tashana, you once, all you got, all your mama gave you once was some clothes. For Christmas. 
You, you remember this? All she gave you was some clothes for Christmas. And, and it's like you was feeling so poor in that place. It's like you feeling poor. Like you didn't get no gadgets, no nothing. Yeah, prophet, I remember. When was that? That was... Because I know you and Jeremiah. You and Jeremiah, you're appreciative of things, but sometimes you like nicer things, right? Yeah. You, you can respect your mother's poorness. <laughs> she ain't going to be poor long. But she got you clothes, right? Maybe right after the separation. It wasn't here. No, it wasn't here. It wasn't here. You just got clothes, and you felt so poor. Yeah, I just can't remember which year that was, though. Huh? I can't remember which Christmas it was, but I remember that. You, because you, you didn't, you didn't get no, you didn't get no dog, you didn't get no toy, you didn't get, get none of that. You just, you just got clothes, and not even good clothes, it's like pajamas <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? Yes, Buffett. A bearing witness? Yes, Buffett. It wasn't here. It's before you come here. Yeah. It's right after, probably after the separation or something, right? Yeah. Um. And um, because see, th there's this thing, even with you, there's this poor spirit that's coming out of Niasha, it's coming out of you, come out of anybody else that wants to come yes! out of. Come out! Because uh, uh, yes! your past talks to you. It not only says you're ugly, it says you're broke. <laughs> It not only says you're nobody, it says you ain't ever going to be nobody. Uh, you ain't ever going to be somebody. You'll always be a nobody. Huh? So, listen. That, that poor thing is coming out of you. Hmm? Anybody else? Huh? Come on. Give God a chance. Huh? Give God a chance. Say, Lord, whatever you want to do with my life. Huh? I, want, I want to experience this new me. And why is it new me? Because... The new me, I, I don't think in terms of what I deserve. I don't think in terms of if I'm low class, middle class, all those class. I'm just a child of God. I'm just a child of the king. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Give God a chance. And, and I want to talk to some of your older people in here. Some of your older people in here. You are set in your ways. You are settled in your ways. Huh? See, not only are you settled in what kind of food you want, you settled in your brokenness. You settled in things going on the same way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have, it doesn't matter if you have a good source of income. God is the greatest source of income. It doesn't matter. People can come along and bless you with things. Huh? Things can change in your life. See, don't think like an Egyptian. Egyptian thinks we are better because we have. Israelite says we're worse because we don't have. It's, it's about getting out of that mindset. Huh? God is a good God. Hmm? But remember Santa Claus now. I bet Santa Claus didn't even come to Guyana. Probably sent an elf. <laughs> uh, probably sent some elf. Probably brother to Ishmael back there. 
gave you that doll, doll as a prank. <laughs> what? Nah. Those things, those things set... Do you realize some of those things set your financial capability for life? It sets your financial capability. It sets your good fortune in life. It don't matter how safe you are until you believe that God has put you into a class above all the other classes. Until you know that in your heart. And you quit living that poor mentality, that broke mentality. You quit living that. Things will change in your life. Do you believe that? Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. Huh? And even some of you old people, even when you get older, don't let yourself get old. Because huh? when you get old, you get settled. You get settled in everything. Everything just... You get settled. Huh? You get settled with your pension. You get settled with this. You get settled with that. You, you, don't, you don't think anything good coming in. And when somebody... And even your grandkids, you know, your grandkids come along and they say, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. Huh? And what does granddaddy and grandma say? No, you ain't going to be no doctor. You low-class people like us. Yes? You might get to wash a doctor's car, but you ain't going to be no doctor. Mm-hmm. Do we encourage our children, our grandchildren? Uh, huh? Huh? Or do we instill on them our fears and our worries and our dispositions in life and our, our economical expectations? Hmm? Yes, Nicole, come. If I don't stop, I'll start third service. Think about Sandy now. Why do poor kids get poor gifts? And rich kids get rich gifts. And why do poor Christians get poor blessings? And rich Christians get rich blessings. Huh? Don't tell me you don't think that way. Even in this house. Even in this house. Somebody that we think they might, we might think Christy or Yanti or Roger, we expect them to get a bigger blessing than say Shelly or, or, or somebody else. And even, in, even in this little environment here. Some of us that we know that don't have the finances that the other one does expect them to get blessed big by God. You're going to get blessed according to your size. (laughs) I'm not talking about physical size. That's already untrue because some of you are big and you're broke still so that ain't got nothing to do with size. (laughs) I'm talking according to, to your status in life. Isn't it? I mean, why we do that wicked thing? Even in church, we put people in status. Hmm? Yes. Because uh, when, when, I, when I got into architecture, I was around a lot of wealthy people. So when I come to Trinidad, they say, they say that person's rich. That person ain't rich. What are you talking about rich? <laughs> what they mean is they got more money than them. But they ain't rich, you know. <laughs> so... 
Even in church, we would put people in those status things. Is it not true? It's just been by law. It's that lawfulness in us. By nature, we put people in that classification. We don't expect that person to get a big blessing. Hmm? Somebody that we know that, that, that don't have no benefactors and nobody helping them out in ministry or nobody helping them out in life or whether you're in-house or out-of-house, we, we don't expect them to, to get a big blessing because we already put them in a status. That's what we do. We put them in a status. Huh? And then we want to throw rocks at Santa Claus because he brings poor gifts to poor kids and rich gifts to rich kids. But we're doing the same thing. We don't want to see the person that, that's, that struggles mostly financially in the house, we don't want them to stand up and have a big blessing. So don't point your finger at Santa Claus. We invented him. <laughs> Didn't we? Uh, and unfortunately, we invent God. That's not God. No. According to your faith. Let's believe in a God that shows no favoritism. Huh? He will bless you with something big. Even if you used to be, used to be lower class. Huh? Now, this is the Christmas season. Let's prove God to be true. You can do what you want to do with Sandy, but let's prove God to be true. That God can bless you with something big. God could bless you before this day's over with. Huh? Not according to your status, not according to the status people try to put you in. But God could bless you with something big. You, you could get a date before midnight. Woo! There's a young man right there. You have young men all around you. <laughs> Come on, get yourself out of those places. That's not God. Is anybody? I don't care what you used to. Quit being a weatherman. I don't care what kind of weather you've been used to. You may be used to, I won't ever get anything for Christmas. I just end up spending more than I get. Quit speaking. You ain't no weatherman. Quit talking that stuff. Uh, God can do whatever he wants to do. And you don't have to be of high class to get a high class blessing. I pray a high class blessing on everybody. Yeah. And nobody going to be jealous. Be blessed.